Blog Talk Radio. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video, Wake Up America, at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And uh, another week has uh, come and gone. And uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. Things that uh, mainstream media will begin to talk about, oh, I don't know, two, three, four weeks from now. Because that's the way it always works. I know. This is why you come here, though. I'm lovable, sure. I'm cuddly as a teddy bear, sure. But some of you sometimes also get insights uh, as to uh, what what the future can possibly hold. And, uh, you know, maybe you like my voice. I don't know. I come here an hour a week. I tell you the way I see it. Uh, if, if there's anything that uh, is uh, of a divine nature, I tell you that as well. 
But for the most part, um, let, let, let's just be clear. I mock modern prophets or so-called prophets because if they were real prophets, you know, I'd be scared of a bear. If you don't know what that's a reference to, then you should probably read your Bible a little more. Uh, first of all, I got a couple questions from people, uh, and and it's they they seemed like disheartening or disheartened questions. They're like uh, beat down, and I've I've had conversation with with some close Christian friends in in recent days, and apparently uh, the the sentiment is uh somewhat generalized it's 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 not that individual alone that that seems like uh huh, it's uh getting harder and harder to breathe as the kids like to say but um it's it's a sentiment that is um huh it's it's a sentiment that that is uh growing within the church and it shouldn't be because we know that Jesus is coming. Uh, we know that his reward comes with him. And uh, everything else uh, is what it is. But the question that the person asked uh, was, uh, Brother Mike, uh, the world seems to be going from bad to worse. The newest thing is uh, this, this transitioning of children. How long do you think this will last? And I thought about it. And the only answer I have to that, it'll last for as long as it's profitable to somebody. Uh, I read a survey recently, or at least a statistic, that in uh, the past few years, uh, the transitioning centers, quote unquote, in the U.S. have gone up by, what, 150,000%. There were like two one in California and one somewhere else. Now you throw a stone and, and you'll hit a transitioning center. There's profit in this from uh, prescribing uh, the, the testosterone blockers or the testosterone pills, whatever they prescribe, to the actual surgeries. There is profit in this. This is why people are doing it. And I know that you're human and you have a conscience and you have feelings and you go, really, people would do that? Need I remind you that this is the same ilk of people that are selling body parts of aborted babies? Do I, do I need to, to extrapolate? Do I need to go any further? Do I need to explain? The same group of people that are pushing this agenda of, of butchering children before they're old enough to understand what's happening to them are the same people that are wholesaling body parts of children. And if you can get a complete one, you know, without crushing the head, ooh, doggy, extra money in the kitty. These are ghouls. If this was, I don't know, the Middle Ages, these would be the people that would dig up graves to see if there was anything they could pilfer off the body. You have to understand who your enemy is, and you have to understand the kind of people you're dealing with. As long as this is profitable, they will continue to push it. It doesn't matter that the suicide rates are through the roof for kids, teenagers, and young adults that chose to transition because they weren't comfortable in their body. That 
matters very little, if at all, to these people. The only concern is that they make a dollar that they don't really have to work for, because really, a scalpel and a surgical mask don't cost that much. Nip, nip, tuck, tuck, slice, slice, and there you are. 37 grand later, little Timmy's little Becky. But little Becky's wondering where his fruits and uh, sausage went. Because nobody told him that's what was going to happen. He just thought the color pink was pretty. His alcoholic mama thought, hey, I could be brave and beautiful, uh, you know, by relation. These parents need to be jailed. They're projecting their insecurities. They're projecting their desire to be famous onto their children and destroying the rest of their lives without even a second thought. They don't even consider, what's my kid going to be in 10, 15, 20 years? When being a biological female with a, a hanging chad that can't do anything, she can no longer get pregnant, she can no longer have babies, at some point, even though you're full of testosterone and you have a little, you know, fuzzy beard, because biology is God created, that, that biological clock's going to start ticking. And Brian, formerly Jenny, is going to start to have urgings of having a baby. And then she's going to look down and realize what mama did to her. In between fuzzy nipples and whatever other drinks she was pounding at 3 a.m. American prophetic. There you go. Ten years from now, I would not be surprised if you have a swarm of children murdering their parents, a la Menendez, because of what their parents did to them. Am I saying that they'd be justified? No. Murder is always wrong. But mama needed a big beating from daddy. And you know what? Eh, Mama left daddy because he wasn't picking up his socks. And the government guaranteed mama a nice hefty check. Even if she was alone with little Bob that she always dreamed would be little Tammy. Do you understand just just the mental illness that is being foisted upon the American populace and, and demanded that it be deemed as normal? Do you understand that there are consequences to the actions we've taken as a nation? And even though they're starting to be pushed back from normal people on both sides, because not all Democrats are insane. There's some of them that are like, you know, I don't know, Reagan Democrats. And they're looking at this situation going, what is going on? My neighbor's kid's demanding that I call him Barbara. I've known him since he was a toddler. His name was Ralph. So even, look, it's normal and abnormal individuals and people who profit something from this narrative. So to answer the question, because I, I, yeah, this went off the rails quick. To answer the question, how long will this keep going on? For as long as it remains profitable. Now, there are people, individuals, I don't know what what to 
call them. They're, they're, they're human beings, but who, who were transitioned. And yes, I just did the air quotes. Uh, who were transitioned when they were younger and are now suing the doctor, their parents, and everyone else that had a hand in, in destroying their lives. Now, if some of these lawsuits get traction, and if these individuals win some sort of monetary remuneration, they may pull back on the throttle just a bit because it's not going to be as profitable as it was. So the thing of it is, something has to shift where they're not making the money they expected, and then they'll go on to something else. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be adults that have, uh, you know, tails sewn onto their behinds because now they're a puppy. Who knows? Look, there, there's no end to evil. E- e- evil. <laughs> Look. Uh how do I how do I put this gently? Evil doesn't have an off switch. Evil doesn't self-censor. Evil doesn't look in the mirror and go, hey, maybe I've gone a bit too far. See, it's the light that has to combat the darkness. It's the righteous that have to stand up against evil. It's the good that is the barrier that stops evil in its tracks because evil will just keep going. I, I, I read... And I don't remember where I read it, but I read it. I I promise you it's a news story. If you don't believe me and you have the time to scour the interwebs, there was a couple in India that built their own guillotine. And then they positioned the guillotine in such a way where after they cut off their own heads, basically, after, after they suicided themselves with the guillotine, their heads would roll into a fire as a sacrifice to whatever deity that they were worshipping. Look it up. It's real. They built a guillotine, husband and wife, and they went through with it, positioning it in such a way where their heads would be deemed a sacrifice in the burning flames. And we're sitting here today going, that's crazy. You know what? Fifteen years ago, we were watching television. And who was it? Jim Carrey showed up uh, 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 wearing a a tube top and a skirt with pigtails in, in some sort of comedy skit. And everyone laughed and guaffed and go, oh, that's crazy. Fifteen years later, not so crazy anymore, is it? Because evil doesn't self-censor. It doesn't stop itself. Evil devours. It devours everything that it will be allowed to devour. Now, where to go from here? Because I do, I do want to talk about uh, the economic situation globally. Uh, I know everybody thought that Janet Yellen knew what she was talking about. Phew, that's over. Uh, nay, nay, uh, little ones, nay, nay. Uh, just, just a few things that I ran across from uh, some uh, individuals that I know. 
we're not done with the banking collapses. Let's just start there. Uh, there there's a few that are on my radar that have a chance of going bye-bye uh, sooner rather than later. But I'm going to keep that to myself this week because, uh, you know, I, I don't want I, – I, I don't want to be the cause of people pulling money out of the bank. I don't have that big a reach, okay? It's like like 15 people tops. Good day. They go, hey, let's see what that chubby guy in Wisconsin has to say. But the reality is this. Uh, banks are beginning to tighten. Uh, U.S. banks. I'm not talking about international ones. So the Bank of Japan uh, almost lost its mind. Uh, Credit Suisse, we already know what happened there. Uh, I think Charles Schwab's in trouble in the U.S., but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Capital One, uh, you know, the, the people with the commercials, uh, they're no longer lending money to car dealerships to buy vehicles. Uh, that's uh, something you need to be aware of. Because uh, what goes up must come down. So if, if you're in the market to buy a car, I'd wait a minute. They may get really cheap really quick. Uh, Wells Fargo is also uh, laying off all of its uh, junior underwriting staff for auto loans. What does this mean? Well, it means that if you don't have the cash to buy it, you're not going to get a loan for it from Wells Fargo uh, because there's a smidge of a problem. Remember back, way, way back during the time of the, I don't know, horse cart and buggy whip 2021, people were paying premiums of five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 over blue book value for used cars because they thought they were going to run out. People were overpaying for everything, new cars, used cars, a bike with an engine on it. How much? Five grand deal. Like, what? why? I understand your used car smells like damp socks. Air it out. Don't, don't trade it in just because you don't like the smell of it. Stop throwing half-eaten cheeseburgers in the back seat. You'll be okay. But people didn't get it. They were just out there spending more than it was worth. And now, uh, El Rooster, I know, see, I, I'm bilingual, actually multilingual. El Rooster has come home to roost uh, as of uh, 427. Any auto loans greater than 110% loan to value and 15% payment to income will decline. A lot of the auto loans that people took out two years ago are already underwater. Uh, There's going to be a flood of repossessed cars hitting the market. And there's going to be very, very few buyers. And that uh, is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Now, in order for you to understand uh, certain realities, the 2023 banking crisis has had just two bank failures. 
as of yet. I try to reiterate this point because I know we have short-term memory uh, issues. If it doesn't happen today and it happened yesterday, well, I'm glad we got through that. We didn't. They were probably just the smart ones or the ones that didn't have enough liquidity to kick the can down the road for a couple more months. So let's, uh, let's do a little mathematics, shall we? Because, you know, math is fun. I know it's racist, but it's also fun. So, you know, take, take it with a grain of salt. You know, so many people thought math was so racist that they didn't even bother paying for their groceries in some major cities. And now all those stores are going, yeah, we, we can't operate at this level of a loss. I mean, they, they were losing money, but at least it was, uh, they could write it off. Now, the level of loss is, is such that Walmart of all places are going, uncle, we give. Racist or not, not doing math and paying your groceries has consequences. So what does this mean? It means people with vehicles that they bought at an inflated price will likely, um, oh, I don't know, let's say take trips down to suburbia and begin to uh, not pay for groceries in uh, suburban grocery stores. This isn't going to end. It's just going to spread. You have to understand, it's like, well, you know, Walmart closed, uh, you know, all its stores in Chicago. That's the end of that. No, because those people still have to eat. They're still unwilling to pay for the groceries they eat. So what's the solution? Drive down to suburbia. You know what? Suburbia deserves it, at least in Chicago. You vote for communists. You people are insane. You need to understand what it means. You can't just watch it on TV. What was it, three, four days ago? Downtown Chicago looked like Black Hawk Down. People just beating the stuffing out of each other and lighting things on fire. They tried to get into the National Gallery because they thought they could eat the paintings of bread. I don't know, because that's the justification, isn't it? Don't judge the youth. They're just hungry. Unless you're eating Snickers and Gucci jackets, I don't believe you. Because they weren't stealing bread. They weren't even stealing pasta. They were stealing sneakers and Apple phones and, and, and TVs and other stuff. Show me a video of you eating a television, then I will apologize. Now, I know, again, the short-term memory thing, Uncle Mikey told you, oh, I don't know, a year ago, there will be a transition from crimes of opportunity to crimes of necessity. And that is when it gets bloody. That's when you go grocery shopping with two neighbors. One of them pushes the cart. The other two are out there with their AR, scanning the parking lot. Because somebody might be hiding behind the corner trying to steal your T-bone. And they're not going to say please. Well, you can't get that bad. That's what we've said for the longest time. It could never get that bad. And then it does. And then we shift the goalpost. At some point, we have to acknowledge it's going to get worse. It is that bad, and it's going to get worse. So, back to banking. I know. Some of you are like, I don't even have a bank account. 
probably for the best. Because people who have a lot of money in the bank and they're going to wake up with a digitized dollar one day, it's like, where's my cash? Well, you have digital currency. We, we, we did the transfer for you automatically. You're welcome. My name is Susan, formerly Bob. So the 2023 banking crisis, and again, I, I'm going to have to scotch tape my fingers together because I keep doing the air quotes and I hate it. I hate myself for doing air quotes. 2023 banking crisis, uh, two bank failures as of yet. We had, uh, what was it? Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank. They had a total of uh, $319 billion in assets. By comparison, over 500 banks collapsed between 2007 and 2014. Uh, for an inflation-adjusted $960 billion in assets. Between 1980 and 1995, more than 2,900 banks failed with $2.2 trillion in assets. I know you're like trying to count on your fingers how much is a trillion. It's a lot. If no other banks fail in this crisis, total assets involved in bank failures this year would be higher than the $389 billion in 1989, where 534 banks collapsed. Let that sink in, because that's the narrative. That's what every pundit and talking head uh, insists on. It was only two banks. I mean, come on, people. Let's not exaggerate, blow it out of proportion. It was only two banks, and all of them, you know, they, they hired based on appearance rather than qualifications. It's not, it wasn't meritocracy. It's like, did Bob get surgery and is he now Betty? Oh, come on in, Bob. We, we'll make you president of a branch. Uh, but if only these two banks were to collapse, as far as monetary value, as, as far as dollar number, it would be higher than the 534 banks that collapsed back in 89. Another thing that is worth noting, and I know, why? We don't want to know these. Well, you have to know. Because you, you have to put all these things together and understand that there is a certain political, uh, you know, group that loves to use violence to get their way, that have no problem with seeing cities burn, uh, and, and that have useful idiots on speed dial. You take that with increasing food prices and bank failures, and you, and you have yourself a, a, a perfect storm that's not going to die down quickly. If you look, and again, historically, who needs history? We write our own history. Well, there have been people smarter than the girl with the half-shaved head and the septum piercing that have said that if you fail to learn from history, you're bound to repeat the mistakes thereof. Now, I get it. 
We want to whitewash everything that happened up until yesterday. But me being the, you know, quintessential white heterosexual male with two children and a mortgage, uh, I, I, I tend to look back on what has been and gauge what may be. Every single bank failure that has occurred has occurred in big batches. What does that mean? Well, back in 1937, 75 banks collapsed. It was around, you know, 33, 34, 36, 35. Yeah, around those days. I who, What happened then? What, did the Yankees win the play? No. It was pretty bad times, even in America. In uh, 1989, it was 534 banks. In 2010, it was 157. 2023. We're only up to two banks. Let that sink in. So, well, but they didn't have the smart people at the helm that they do today. Indeed. If if you want to go with that, then by all means. Another thing that we've been discussing, because... You needed to open your eyes to the reality that the United States is no longer what it was. Is that right now, uh, the major powers of the world are shunning America like it had leprosy. They won't even shake our hand for fear of our arm falling off. China. I know. I know. Joe Biden's best friend. No, Joe Biden's useful idiot. There's a difference. I know. Who'd have thunk it? China says it has no time to deal with Anthony Blinken. Because <laughs> why not? I'm, I'm waiting for like Papua New Guinea to step to us. I'm, I'm waiting for like some Nigerian despot warlord to declare war on America. Because that, come on. Chunky Kim's sitting there threatening nuclear war. And he can barely afford the, you know, roasted piglet he's eating every day. We've become a mockery. No one takes us seriously. Everyone's making alliances trying to... Just, you know, circumvent the United States. China's state-run Global Times newspaper published an editorial on Wednesday dismissing calls by American Secretary of State Anthony Blinken for Beijing to return to communications with Washington, stating that the Communist Party has no time for insincere people like Blinken. But hold on, but but somehow the Russians uh, are making time, the the Chinese are making time for the Russians. They're making time for the Brazilians. They're making time for the Venezuelans. 
But surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, depending on how you view the global situation, they have no time for the U.S. Secretary of State. The Times is apparently responding to remarks Blinken made during his visit to Japan this week, uh, during which he attended a meeting of the top diplomats of G7 member countries. The foreign ministers published a joint communique. That's how you say that word. It's not communique, and it's not communique. It's communique. You're welcome. See, you listen, you learn something. It's all good. Condemning communist China for, among other provocative behavior, threatening to invade Taiwan and colonizing parts of the South China Sea that belong to other countries. Uh, right now, the, the, the Chinese are positioning themselves where it's not going to be a threat very soon. American prophetic, I know. The Chinese have no reason to threaten they told you what they were going to do. You misinterpreted it as a threat. The Chinese are confident enough right now in their plans to actually tell America what they're about to do. Let that sink in for a second. Blinken was reportedly scheduled to visit China in February. Beijing never (laughs) confirmed that trip would occur, but the timing coincided with the discovery of a Chinese surveillance balloon floating over Montana. Oh, by the way, did you hear? Uh, they, They found Chinese spies in New York. They had their own police station or something. I know, we're on top of it. Hey, don't worry about it. It's all good. We're on top of it. Apparently not. By the way, just so you know, this is uh, a recorded program and that we've recorded it today, uh, April 20th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, The latest news today is that the SpaceX rocket exploded. Uh, minutes after its historic launch. Thankfully, it only cost $3 billion. So, you know, silver linings and all that. (sighs) This is where we are. What do you want me to say? I can't can't change it. For, For me to pray for God to withhold judgment, would be disingenuous. Guy, why would he? Why? Why would he? Look at everything that's going on around you. Look at the horrid situation that we're in spiritually, that we're in culturally, And give me a reason why why we should band together and pray, Lord, carry. Well, this is one that I just came across, because why not? You need need to be horrified. If if I am the agent of you being horrified into wakefulness, 
then so be it. Clinic allegedly lops off breasts of 14-year-old girl in transgender surgery. Uh, yeah, it's not good because it's two years later and it still looks like this kid's been through a meat grinder. As trans activists continue to push for societal acceptance of the slicing and dicing of confused children, a cosmetic surgery clinic in Charlotte, North Carolina, I know it's, you say Charlotte, I get it, but you know, I'm highbrow. I kid. Charlotte, North Carolina offers a startling peek into the commencement of this uh, trend. The clinic seems to perform elective double mastectomies on girls as young as 14. Double mastectomies, known as top surgery in the transgender community, involve the removal of healthy breasts in exchange for a more manly profile under the deceptive label of gender-affirming care. Though since deleted from the Cosmetic Concierge's website, the screenshots show before and after photos of top surgery patients, also known as victims, And the description under one of the photos read, 14-year-old male, six months after chest reconstruction. The whole gallery is a horror show. It's shocking that these unredacted photos would even be permitted online, seeming to be the very definition of child pornography. As far as what standards are in place to determine if these children and their parents Uh, They seem non-existent. The website states, Dr. Cherie uses informed consent for gender-affirming procedures just as she does for any other surgery. You got a lump on the side of your throat? It's cancerous, you say? Well, fear not. Dr. Cherie uses informed consent for gender-affirming procedures as she does for any other surgery. This is the level of mental illness that we've come to. Dr. Cherie is a ghoul who realized there's money to be made in this and from this. That's all she is. Apparently, the ladies that decided duck lips were cute, the percentage and number have shrunk in the last few years. Others still realize that if they went in to get a bunch of fat sucked out of their bellies, it would just return in six months because they didn't put down the key lime pie. So Dr. Cherie was kind of hurting for business until she happened upon this. We'll just butcher kids. We got to keep our doors open. I mean, honestly, in, in, in between 2020 and 2023, how many uh, cosmetic procedures do you think people really went in for? You know, tummy tucks and whatever else they do. Not too many. They were like, are we going to survive? Is this a global pandemic that will end human civilization? Because the same people that go and get the tummy tucks are probably the same people that watch CNN. Probably the same people that voted for, where am I? Biden, you know. 
It's a, it's a certain pool of people. And those people weren't likely spending money on, on selective procedures because they didn't know whether they'd live or not. You ask people on the street how many people are dying from COVID, 50% and up. I mean, if there's going to be six people left in the whole world, we can fill Noah's Ark, hopefully. Because that's, that's what the whole thing was about, just fear-mongering. Demonize people who have a different position, who have a different opinion, and fear-monger to the point that when it first started, two people in Illinois, we talked about this, when it happened, a, a, a boyfriend and girlfriend thought they had the bids, and rather than go through flu-like symptoms for, for, for three to five days, they decided to kill themselves. Do you honestly think that if the news media came out and was honest, look, most people are going to be fine. Most people asymptomatic. Some may show flu-like symptoms. Those with pre-existing conditions, yes, you're in higher danger zone. Do you think if they would have come out and told the truth, those people would have off themselves because they thought they had the vids? This is the society you live in, so don't tell me, oh, they wouldn't do that to children. They, they, they wouldn't just slice and dice them for money. They murder children for money. They murder babies for money in the womb. And they're trying to discover new ways of removing the baby whole so they can get more money for it. We've we got to get past that. If you still see America on the American people with rose-tinted glasses, you need help. A lot of it. Even at the best of times, we weren't a holy nation. But we're far away from the best. I mean, leagues. <sighs> now, if you thought you were having a bad day, you know, because some people do. They're like, oh, look, it's not. I live in Wisconsin. This morning, I got woken up by a thunderstorm. It's rainy and icky, and I wish I could see the sun and stare into it. So don't. But if you thought you were having a bad day, guess what? Brian Houston pleads guilty to DUI. Because apparently... His joy was in the bottle rather than in the Lord. I know. See how you remember that Hillsong song? My joy is in Apparently, Brian likes his scotch a little too much, huh? Just saying. I know. We shouldn't. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Shame them. Because if you don't, guess what? Brian's going to go to rehab for two weeks. Then he's going to start his own new thing again. Come on. I don't love on you. Stop it. He's, he and his wife got given what? Like 350 grand a year in retirement? That's for doing nothing. Hillsong gave them $350,000 a year in, in, in cash and benefits for doing nothing. Here you go. He's got booze money now. A month before Brian Houston resigned from his position at Global as as Global Senior Pastor of Hillsong Church, indeed, Global and Senior, 
After being accused by the leadership of uh, committing indiscretions with two women and having a drinking problem, because, you know, I, I, uh, look, these write themselves. Including getting drunk and spending nearly an hour in a woman's hotel room in 2019. We talked about that one, too. I, what, what was it? I was mixing my uh, antidepressants with alcohol. Why are you on antidepressants? There's, there's pastors in Nigeria and China that weep tears of joy when they make it home at night. Every night when they haven't been arrested and beaten and tortured and beheaded. Brian Houston had a depression problem. You need to get kicked in the teeth is what you need. That'll cure your depression. So let's, let's, let's begin this uh, from the top. As the kids like to say, I know, I know all the kid lingo. And yet I am beyond, I'm past my middle age, 48. Could you believe it? I, I didn't think I'd make it this far, but hey, God has a sense of humor. <sighs> a month before Brian Houston resigned from his position as global senior pastor of Hillsong Church, after being accused by the leadership of committing indiscretions with two women and having a drinking problem, including getting drunk and spending nearly an hour in a woman's hotel room, uh, likely playing Where's Waldo. Uh, in 2019, he visited the United States where he was arrested for drunk driving. His excuse was, I do it all the time in Australia. No, I kid, that was me. I added that. I, but it's funny. According to arrest records, following a meal at an expensive restaurant, well, I, come on, Brian Hughes, he's already depressed. I mean, could you imagine him, you know, at an in and out? That 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 would make him suicidal. You can't how how can you not go to an expensive restaurant when you're depressed? By the way, if you're in like California, El Pollo Loco. That's all I'm saying. It it's not as expensive as the restaurant Brian Houston went to, but it's got good chicken. Allow me to sip from my uh, delicious beverage. It's likely lukewarm by now, but still, you know, black and smelling of mud, which is good. <sighs> Apparently, uh, wow. <laughs> Look, and, and this is this is what happens when you're a snake. This is what happens when you're disingenuous. Apparently, people have like fished through their expense account. Uh, through 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 Bobby and uh, Brian Houston's expense account, uh, the and and they actually uh, went through their top ten most expensive meals. Apparently, this was meal number four at twenty four hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty eight cents. That's more than my monthly mortgage by a fair amount. I, now, now I'm curious to see what number one was. See, this is how I am. I'll, we'll get back to Brian because, you know, we deserve He deserves it. Uh, but let's see. Do, 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 do. 
mercy. Oh, wow. I know. You're like, what is it? What is it? You're, I, you, you may believe this. I don't know. See, I don't, I, these are not my kind of circles. But apparently there is a place called Catalina Restaurant where on February 14th of, of, of last year, I'm assuming, he spent $10,200 in one shot, one meal. Now, granted, 927 of that was gratuity. It was tip. So $9,272. What did you eat for ten grand? i am curious. See, now I'm curious. I, I mean, I've seen the gimmicks with the gold leaf on, on steak. If, if you spend 10 grand on gold leaf anything, then you deserve to go to prison. Brian, you deserve to meet your new best bud. Andre or LaShawn or something. Tell them that you spent 10 grand on one meal. Uh According to arrest records, following a meal at an expensive restaurant, police stopped him after noticing he was drinking. He was driving erratically. Given a field sobriety test, he was discovered to have a blood alcohol level of 0.20, nearly three times the legal legal limit of 0.08, and what experts say would constitute the blackout drunk stage. Indeed. How else? do you end up in a woman's hotel room not knowing that you're there? I mean, we get it. Now, see, this is, now it's starting to make sense. How do you spend 10 grand at a restaurant? Apparently getting sloppy drunk. Do you know what the markup is at restaurants for booze? My wife used to work in a restaurant back in the day. And chances are better than good that Brian's palate, you know, isn't, of the Bud Light variety. Let's just put it that way. So I could just imagine the booze bill. I can't. I can't. All right. We're going we're gonna to finish it. Despite initially pleading not guilty to driving while intoxicated and having a blood alcohol content of 0.08, Houston changed his plea to guilty. He was given a $140 fine and sentenced to three years of probation. Furthermore, Houston will also have to complete several DUI-related courses, including receiving victim impact counseling, attending a year of self-help meetings, and completing a three-month first offender alcohol program. Eh, You know, when when are we going to get to, you know... Ending up in women's hotel rooms. Is, is, is there a program for that? Is there a program uh, for, for being a leech? For siphoning off money that people gave to ministry or church to do good with? Ten grand for a meal? What are you smoking, guy? I, I, I don't expense things. If I'm hungry, I would have eaten anyway. Why would I expend something if, if I, there, there's a burger joint in every city of the U.S. 
some that are blessed beyond measure also have little Caesar's pizza. Pizza, pizza. I know. I'm a gourmet. I'm a gourmand. What do you expect? But yes, so that's Brian's life. I know. Here or there, where do you want your reward? I guess Brian decided. Uh, what? Another 3600 bucks. 3800 bucks. Man, this guy eats. See, I only $2433 at Nobu. Okay? So don't judge him too harshly. Now, if you don't know what Nobu is, even I know what Nobu is. It's sushi. Very, very expensive sushi. Uh, apparently, he's a fan because uh, 1657 at Nobu, 1679 at Nobu, and, and the last one was 2433. Apparently, he had the blowfish. I don't know. I don't think they can serve that legally. Uh, but hey, you know, at least Brian's staying healthy. He's eating a lot of seafood. Uh, spent at a catch restaurant, which is also probably a seafood restaurant. So, you know what? Bravo for being health conscious. Because it's not God keeping you alive, Brian. Ah. So, this is where we are. I know you're thinking to yourself, can it get much worse? Indeed, it can. And it will. Um... The latest thing that that, eh, you should probably be aware of is that uh, the Philadelphia Manufacturing Index, uh, it's something that they do, um, continues to contract. So we're not making anything. Everything's getting more expensive. Uh, And right now, uh, the English were hit with the highest level of food prices in half a century. And wages fell. So things are getting more expensive. People are willing to pay less for what they need to get done. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's England. It's here too. Look, if you believe the numbers that are being put out by the Fed as far as inflation is concerned, I just got done buying a bridge that I'm willing to sell to you. It, it, it right up to the ocean in Arizona. It's great. Uh, look, they're, they're trying to keep a bandaid on this thing until they could start a ruckus somewhere and blame the ruckus for the situation that we're in. Because at this point, they've got nothing else. So, the, the thing that they're not taking into account, and I, it's too late to get into this, but this is the way that my mind processes, and I have to tell you because I have to tell you. What they're not taking into account is how difficult a war would be for this country or whether or not we'd even win. That's not, that's not even in the equation. The only thing that they're concerned with is starting a war somewhere so that the eyes of the people get away from the economy, get away from the inflation, get away from everything that's happening in in the banking sector, in the tech sector, and everywhere else. And their hope is that they can start something before it crumbles so that people don't notice. Because 
you know, I mean, I, I get it. If, if, if Joe Biden's no longer president, who's going to buy Hunter's art? Just saying. Anyway, I know another hour in the can, as the kids like to say. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Hope you got something out of this. Uh, by the way, we talked about, uh, you know, commercial real estate, uh, what, a month ago. Uh, one of the biggest holders of commercial real estate just defaulted on, I don't know, $100, $200 million. What? It's just a number now. It don't mean nothing. So here we are. Gene, if you got anything to say, the floor is yours. God bless you guys. See you next week. Thank you, Mike. There's a sobering scripture in um, Psalms, and you can read some in Proverbs by when God warns and the warning's not heeded, God actually says he'll laugh at your calamity. It's not like he feels bad about it. He feels bad about the fact it got that to that place. But when judgment happens, there's a vindictiveness. Or let me just say this, a justice of God that, that even the heavenlies, actually in Revelation 18, it's like when you read about what happens to this modern Babylon, there's actually a, a vindication of the saints. And those that warned it and those that stood in the gap and those that decried the evil, there's a, there's a support of heaven for those people. And, and I, I thank God for a hand to help because we've been in that position. We've been in the warning phase for a long time. And you see where America's gotten. And so when this judgment comes, there, there's a vindication of God. There's, there's this, this is so evil and so wicked that God's justice will actually cause the heavens to have vindication. And those on earth that warned, you know, the saints, the watchmen, and Psalm says God will laugh at the calamity. God will, because America knew better. We were supposed to be the shining light. Now we're, we literally are the purveyor of evil in a lot of the world. When gay marriage got approved, I think in 2008, well, that went all over the world. That other countries thought if Americans can do it, we'll do it. And it's the same with abortion. And Romania, which was very conservative, when Clinton was in office, he, he threatened many times to take away any foreign money to Romania because they didn't want Clinton's crazy liberal garbage so we got to realize that when judgment does come it's well deserved so thank you for listening to the light of truth radio broadcast thank you for listening to today's broadcast the light of truth with michael baldea if you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast please visit our website at handofhelp.com if you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.